Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. to the Tay and Todd Washington football team podcast. This is your co-host Tay and Todd. I'm sorry. If I would have waited until we won a game, I wouldn't be waiting until draft season to get a haircut. So I finally got a haircut this past week, this Saturday, and I'm, I'm feeling good. And hopefully that will equate <laughs> to a, another loss <laughs> this uh, Sunday <laughs> against the Broncos. But um Todd, I think the defense played really well. I was encouraged by that. But other than that, the game went about as expected. I thought they could have won that game. But other than that, Todd, how are you feeling? Yeah, someone made a good point that Washington beat Washington on Sunday. The Packers didn't really beat Washington. The defense, like you said, they had their best game of the year. I mean, they still gave up 24 points. It kind of, it's kind of bad. I mean, it's really bad that 24 points is your best game of the year, but I mean, they did. They didn't give up really explosive plays. Uh, they were 50% on third downs, which technically is an improvement. It's still terrible. But you don't come out of this game feeling like you lost because of the defense because you're playing against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, and they were kept at bay for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, so to speak. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had, had a good game, but he, he didn't have one of his – you know, they didn't go off. It wasn't crazy. It was the offense. But then the thing about the offense is the offense moved the ball up and down the field all day and then only managed to score. It was 24 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. So it like they beat themselves more than any other game this year. They absolutely beat themselves. So, yeah, um, that's how I mean, I'm just kind of I, I, I hate feeling the way that I feel right now because I'm stuck deciding whether I should be really rooting hard for them to win and not really seeing what the point of that is. But I'm not, I don't also don't like rooting for them. Not, I mean, rooting for them to lose because, you know, you kind of see the advantages of that, but that doesn't feel good. So it, I hate being in this spot, man. Well, <laughs> we're know, here they're, again. They're kind of, yes. If you get them one, if, yeah. Two and five again. Right. So, yeah. You know, the crazy thing is I'm looking at the draft position, and I think last year we were probably around three around this time, maybe three or four, as far as... Because we were one and six last year. Yeah, one and six. So, um, no, I think we're two and No, no, we were two and five. Yeah, my bad, we were two and five. But I think we're like third pick maybe or so. I don't know. I can't go back that far and think. But I'm just thinking like now we're we're in a similar position as we were last year because it's like the division was really bad last year. Mm-hmm. And the conference is not that good this year. The conference, this, the the last two seeds, the seven and the six and seven seed have three losses. Mm-hmm. So if and Washington plays a couple of those teams, they play the Saints, they play the Seattle, and a couple of those teams that are Carolina, yeah, Car- yeah, you know that are battling. So 
it's a it's a weird situation. It's like, do you want them to push for the wild card? Because those last seven games are very winnable. But mm-hmm. it's like, is it worth it, or do you want to just just be really really bad? You know, exactly. Like I, like, okay, <laughs> we're off. So before we get too deep into it, check out our sponsors. It's always Hot Chicken Kitchen in Dumfries, Virginia. Great service, great food. They'll take great care of you. Just the best chicken sandwich you'll have in this area. And then check out Dunpro Financial and try out their seven-day free trial of their diligent course where you learn how to repair your credit, learn about buying a car, buying a house, everything financial. Check them out. Those links are below. Uh, I can't do another seven-win season, Tay. Like that's yeah. – I don't see the point of that because you didn't improve, but you also are not bad – like, I don't. I guess I don't really see. I don't see the point of that when you don't have a quarterback. Everything changes if you feel like you have a young quarterback, and you know you're just trying to improve, take steps, build year by year. They are trying to build year by year, but without a quarterback, I don't really see the point of winning seven games and getting the 15th, 16th pick. Maybe someone falls. Maybe you trade up. But again, this team is not what we thought it was, especially defensively. So I, I feel more that they need their assets and their draft picks now more so than being able to trade them all the way for quarterback. That doesn't mean I'm totally against it, but I just don't feel the same way I did before. So I just can't do another seven-win season. Mm-hmm. Like with Kirk Cousins, I didn't feel the same way. I didn't want them to lose and get down bad with Kirk Cousins in a season. I just wanted them to get better. But they don't have even Kirk Cousins now. So that's why I'm saying, like you said, like they, they very well, they're two and five. This Broncos game, we can't really say anything about the Broncos because Washington doesn't look good. Like it's a winnable game, but I'm not going to say Washington's better. I, I think they they're just matched up teams who both have they have two of the worst quarterback situations in the NFL. Uh, the Broncos might have more offensive skill players when they're fully healthy, and defensively, I mean they're they're solid. <clears throat> but so that game could go either way, and then you play the Bucks out of the bye, and let's not pretend like we're going to beat the Bucks. Any given Sunday, sure, they're not going to beat the Bucks. No. Uh, so, three and six is is I would say ninety nine percent guaranteed. Two and seven is very possible. And then, yeah, I agree with you that that last stretch of games is is winnable. The the toughest teams they'll play is the Cowboys twice. But you'll be two and seven at that point. The best record you could have is ten and seven, and that's if you go on an eight game win streak, which is very unlikely. So then. What even if you finish strong, what is the point of winning seven games? We did this last year, and I was not for it. And people say you always play to win, and okay, I'm not doing it again. I won't. I won't be fooled again. And I wasn't really fooled last year, but I won't be fooled again, Tate. Yeah, same. I'm in the same boat. Um, I'm glad I got another chance to redeem myself. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. There's always more room. There's always room at the but cross. I, I agree with you. Yeah, right. I, I, I agree with you, man. It's just um, we don't have a quarterback, and I just think I really believe if we lose this game against the Broncos, there's no rebounding from it. I think the Broncos lost to the Browns without Baker and with Jarvis and Odell Hurt and no Chubb and no Hunt. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying if, if they don't win, like, if Judy comes back this week. So, oh, <laughs> but you know he will. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, I just don't think Heineke is the guy that I think you leave him in. I, I just doesn't make a difference. He's regressed to me. 
Um, yeah. I guess we'll talk about that play later on in the, in the, in the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just, if you lose against the Broncos, I think you just need to tank. That's just what it is. I mean, I mean, so the thing is like, I'm what I really need to see this year more than wins and losses because like we were, we are always rooting for this team to win Tate, but it's like, it's, it's not as, as black and white as just win every game. Like, yes, but do what it takes to be able to do that, which is not always winning. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to lose so you can win. Let's just be honest about that. But right now I think really, and I'm waiting until this Broncos game to really commit to one side or the other. If they lose to the Broncos, Tay, it's over. Like, I'm yeah. no, don't don't do this again. I really want to see the team improve, the defense improve, young players develop like Ben St. Juice, like Jamin Davis, like Sam Cosby, like um, Deami Brown, like Antonio Gibson, guys from last year. See them play well. See them improve. See that you are competing and contending in these games. And that you're putting together good games, but ultimately don't go off and end up winning seven seven games and go seven and ten. Now I want to see you build, and and I want everything to kind of be going in the right direction, and for quarterback to just clearly be the main problem. Then you go mm-hmm. into next year feeling like let's get this quarterback, continue to build the roster, and then if we win seven, eight, nine games next year, cool. But this year, I just don't see the advantage. And I'll say, I mean, if they would have – so, again, I, um, this year, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance were not options as far as I'm concerned. It was Mac Jones. It was Justin Fields. Had they taken Mac Jones or Justin Fields, they might have been in the same boat. They might have been 2-5. and five. But it would have felt it would have felt different. I would have been saying, no, play play to win. Play to win. Like let's let's get on a roll here at the end. Let's build some confidence for this young rookie. But without that, it's just it's everything is different. The whole dynamic is different. So I'm watching these young guys and I just want to see them develop so that you can get a quarterback and feel better about the team you're putting him into. Yeah. That that's 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 that needs to be the step. And I think Ron's taking notice. I think Jamin played really well. Just been saying, yeah. I think yeah, good coverage on Cobb that one pass. Uh, he did, he did, he did, he did. Yeah, they were picking on him, but he was there. Oh, he was there. He was there. He was there. I thought he played well. I did too. Yeah. So we can get into the game. Yeah, uh, let's get into the game. The let's get into the game. Offense. Let's start on offense. <laughs> they got <laughs> so the Packers were fifteen for fifteen on allowing touchdowns in the red zone coming into this game, and then Washington went zero for three, maybe zero for four. They were aggressive on fourth downs. There was three fourth downs inside of the 30, and they didn't convert any of them. Two of them were inside of the two-yard line, and they didn't convert. So, I, man, I, I'm, I'm just kind of baffled by the offense in this game. It was, it was a weird one. First, I mean, the, the, so the Heineke dive down... <laughs> Okay, so first of all, I didn't know that that rule was the rule, but I have no idea. I I don't know why he did that. Like he saw someone coming, and he was trying to, I guess, protect himself. But he was going into the end. He literally could have walked in. The most that would have happened is he would have got shoulder checked, if that. But then he didn't really dive. He like started to, and then he kind of reached the ball, but didn't. And that was 
The fact that Aaron Rodgers did it last year makes me feel better, but that was uh, just a terrible play. I just feel like you should have gave it to him. Like, come on. Like, are you serious? Like, I, I, I don't agree with the rule. I'm with you on that. I don't agree with the rule. Like, it, yeah. And, like, it, it context matters to me. But that was a massive – so you had already you, – you were coming out of halftime 14-7 to 7 after the defense gave up a two-minute – the defense was playing well first. So they gave up the drive. Well, we're not talking about the defense. Anyway, you're coming out of halftime 14-7, to 7, and you're, you're trying to do something, and then – Charles Leno gives up pressure, and you. Um, I, I want to see the all twenty-two because I feel like somebody was open. That's I feel like Heineke was throwing to somebody who was open, and instead yeah. it ends up being fumble. And the other thing is to how how unlucky are we with fumbles? I know. Okay, so maybe I can't say that they fumbled four times. They they only lost one, but, but for the ball to go right into the guy's hands, anyway. So then you get down twenty-one to seven, but you, you go on a nice long drive. And the game it needs to be fourteen to seven. It has to be fourteen to seven. The fact that they didn't score there was just—I don't. I, what do you think? I, and then, and then on the, and then on the the quarterback sneak, which you sure you could see coming from a mile away, but it's a high percentage play. But then the fact that the ball got knocked out of his hands, he never touched the ground. He got the ball again. He reached it over. I still don't understand how that's not a touchdown. Did yeah, they rule forward progress had stopped? I guess and so. if they rule for progress had stopped, if the defense had recovered the fumble, they'd be able to advance it. Exactly. So then, was the play just dead? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, that was that was kind of where it was like to not score there. I, I didn't like that play call. I wish they would have went into a shotgun formation with a with a running the, back and give you a, yeah. yeah, do like an option. Something I I will say they ran a QB sneak from an empty, so you know they weren't running the ball unless it was a QB sneak. It was exactly. it was definitely obvious as far as yeah. quarterbacks. Now I, the reason you would run a quarterback sneak from an empty set is to have an advantage, not to have an advantage, but to have it just man on man, just even at the line of scrimmage because they still have to respect the fact mm-hmm. that there's five receivers out there. So I'm thinking that's what Scott Turner was. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to spread the defense out and then just get one yard up the middle. So I'm I'm still deciding how I feel about it. I mean, it's still it's it is a high percentage play. Sometimes even when they see it coming, Heineke is a small guy. But I just I, I don't really know what to say about that I, because so much it was just too crazy of a sequence of two plays to get out of the pocket, to not get the touchdown, to go for the quarterback sneak, and both plays are reviewed. But that's kind of felt like a turning point. Then to get that, then that, to that hurt. Right, it like killed that, it killed momentum. More than more than the points, I think that's what it did. It killed the momentum. Because mm-hmm. I feel like almost if you came out of there with at least a field goal, you would you would feel a little bit better. But to do all of that and to not and then to come back down the field to get fourth and goal at the two, third, fourth, whatever at the two, and then and then again fail while being down still what twenty one to seven. Yeah. Man. It was just like the theme of this season is missed opportunities for me. That's the theme of the year because other than the Bills game, despite the final scores, really ultimately I will say that they had a chance in every game, in my opinion, even including the Chiefs game. They're not as talented as the Chiefs, but they were in that game until the defense gave up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the missed opportunities, like this game was just like, it was just everything exploded. 
the fourth yeah. and three to t- no go ahead yeah. the no, fourth no, no, yeah the fourth, the fourth and three to, to where you, well where again you're going for it uh and i and i like that and i'm cool with that but i didn't like the play and i need to watch it again but i mean they were just all that's the second time where you're kind of trying to run that on a fourth down and it's i just think there are more creative ways to get yeah. those yards to get three yards there are more creative ways than just you know isolating yeah he's your number one receiver but isolating him and he just has to win on a come on a curl route on a comeback route mm-hmm. i think there's better ways to use the weapons that you have yeah which speaking of terry mclaurin he dropped a touchdown too he did drop that that was that hurt that hurt it's this is like they were like allergic to it this week like yeah right they like they just didn't want it yeah yeah they didn't i mean it, and also on that fourth and three, I have to watch it back, but I really feel like Heine, that's one of those plays where he could have taken off and run as well, yeah. is what it looked like. Um, he, did, he did do well with his legs this game. I do give him that. I mean, he did. He did right, right. He did good. overall. But he did. Uh, he, Gibson was my problem on offense. He missed opportunity, opportunity. He did. Uh, Antonio Gibson. He really he, it, that play should have been a touchdown. This man slipping. When he, when he tripped. Yeah, he, 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 he's falling at the end of like every run. Like he's just falling. Both of them. They both do. <laughs> McKissick is always fall. He slipped on the. I think it was third and two. I think it was the play where McLaurin dropped the touchdown. I think they wanted McKissick on a little a little Texas route where the running yeah. back goes out of the backfield out and then back in. He slipped on that play like five or not on that play, but he slipped in the red zone like five times last year. JD McKissick is always slipping. Uh, and then, I mean, you just look at it, Tay. So okay, you had the blocked field goal. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, that was what it was. And then you come back and you block a field goal. Mm-hmm. So I'll just call that a watch. But then you have the turnover and downs in the fourth and three. That's at least three points, we'll say. You have the yep. turnover on downs on Heineke going down early and not getting the QB sneak. That's seven. And then you have the turnover on downs where Terry McLaurin drops the ball and Heineke can't hit uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, who may or may not have been pass interference, but also had options who were open elsewhere. You lost by fourteen, and that is seventeen points. Like that is that is clear a clear seventeen points that you should have had. The the Heineke experiment is over for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I like the fact that he can use his legs. I like that aspect, but now it's just his IQ is. I think his IQ is really bad, and I think hey, his it's, brain it was it was good, and it's off. just it's going down. Yeah. His brain doesn't register with his arm. I think he says that he can. He thinks he can make a pass, but his arm strength is just not there. His arm strength mm. is a huge problem. Huge problem. Yeah, yeah. His deep ball accuracy is terrible. His yeah, mid, there's his no. It's good. Right, right, right. Yeah, I like once you get around the forty, that's where he starts throwing the ball downfield and into the end zone, like the one he threw to Terry McLaurin, and you know against the Falcons and other stuff. But I mean, Washington hasn't had. I don't think. Have they had a play over sixty yards this season? I Maybe don't. Not. Well, okay, you had the you had the the Gibson screen, but yeah. I really mean like a, a downfield play, not a yards after the catch play. Yeah, that's that's because of Taylor Heineke, right. and that's for a number of reasons outside of his arm strength as well. But it's included in the arm strength because I don't know that they'd be much better than two and five with Fitzpatrick, but you would have had more explosive plays. I am fully convinced of that. I tweeted out that. It doesn't matter changing quarterbacks like going to Kyle Allen doesn't matter. And really what I meant by that was like neither guy is your answer. 
maybe Kyle Allen wins you a couple more games this year, but what does that do? Why does that matter if you win right. a couple more games? The only the only reason I would say it could matter, like when they switched from Dwayne Haskins last year, is if it's impeding other players' ability to develop. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, De'Ami Brown or something or other guys, which with Heineke I don't really feel is the case so much. Uh, again, the downfield passing offense missing is is the thing, but I I don't feel that he's really impeding players' ability to develop. That's the only reason I change quarterbacks. Though at this point, I just don't think it, like you can change to Kyle Allen, and like, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying there should be no expectation for any major improvement. And even if there is, why does it matter? Because Kyle Allen is not your franchise quarterback. So what's okay. the what's the point? Uh, so let's talk about the defense now then. Because that first drive was like the epitome of the problems that they've had. They gave up two third downs. Then they gave up the fourth and three, which ended up being a touchdown. But uh, The third and 11, fourth and three were both plays where you were able to force the offense out of the design of the play. But then Rodgers runs and then he scrambles and then, you know, guys are out of position or just not able to stick with guys off, off schedule. And they end up scoring touchdown. But then they don't score again until right before the half, two-minute drill. And, and keep in mind, the offense really wasn't helping them at this point. I mean, holding Rodgers uh, to, you know, the, that Packers offense to 14 points in the first half, I'm not going to be mad at you for that. Right. I, I'll be more mad that the offense, like, clearly could have scored more and didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at the defense. I, I would like they need, a, they need a forced field goal. Like, they need to get those stop on third and 11 or fourth and three. Mm-hmm. Against the Packers, I mean, I, I mean, it was the same thing uh, when they scored the second touchdown. Uh, do you remember that play where it was right before the half and they scored the touchdown where Cobb, it looked like he caught the ball and it would have been first and goal, yeah. like the three, and yeah. it was incomplete. And then he, it was incomplete, so it ended up being third down. And I was like, it probably would have been better if it was first and goal at the three than third down because they're sure. honestly probably better on first and goal at the three. Yeah. Third down and five, and then it's just the easiest touchdown to yeah. Alan Lazard. Lazard. Yeah. Lazard. started in fantasy this week. Oh, man. Good call. 17 points. Wow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Every week. If you're not doing it yet, pick up who pick up an offensive player, that uh, the team that Washington is playing, and you it's going to work for sure. I started Tunyon and uh, – <laughs> And Lazard. <laughs> And I know each of them had over 15. I know Tanya, yep. Oh, my, both had touchdowns. Good Lord. But, and Donnie, you know, Danny Johnson out there, your fifth, sixth cornerback. And, but, okay, he gave up 14 for the half. And, and I mean, just to that point, I thought they were playing well, like not great, but improved in the first half. And then in the second half, you give up 10 points. So the one, the one major thing I want to point out from the defense. This was their best game of the season, right? Defensively. Now, again, 24 points, 50% on third downs. Rodgers completed like, let me see. His completion percentage, was it 80%? Um, I mean, it was crazy. He was, he was 27 for 35. Most of the game, he was like, he only had three or four incompletions. Three touchdowns, no picks. But um, still their best game. Landon Collins played less than 50% of the defensive snaps, played about 43%. Jamin Davis played all but one defensive snap. Do we think it's a coincidence that the defense played their best game at the same time Landon Collins was on the field the least amount of time? And this is against a good offense. No. 
Also, Aaron Jones, six carries, 19 yards. They did not, nothing in the running game. Wow. And they made 57 rushing yards. Right. Do we think that's a coincidence, Dave? Nope. Nope. Because I, talk about Landon Collins in the box. Okay. In the box, he is incapable, more or less, of giving up big touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's still not a, a great player. You are. You are. You are hiding his ability to just completely like destroy the defense by having him in the box because he's not the safety net. He, there are safety nets behind him. So when he's the safety net, <laughs> it's over. When mm-hmm. he's not the safety net, he is at best a below average player. Right. I just don't think it's a coincidence that Landon Collins' least amount of time on the field also correlates with the defense's best performance of the year. But we don't have to talk about that a whole lot. That's just especially after what happened last year with the defense after Landon Collins got hurt. Man, I don't know what these connection issues are. Play the fact it's terrible. Go again. Say it again. Sorry. It was Yeah, yeah. I said I said I said yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence. I, I'm I about had it with Landon Collins. I mean, he's missing tackles. Yesterday, he, he popped up on the screen a little bit, but I think I think that's what you need from him, just a couple plays, but I, I, I think he's pretty much done here um, in Washington. I think you, you give him as least snaps as he can. Maybe as the team gets better, you can give him a little bit more snaps maybe, but... I mean, yeah, I think... Like they're rather than just straight up benching him at safety, they're saying we still want to have you on the field some, but we're decreasing your snap count, and I'm I'm fine with that overall. Yeah. Like I'm fine with either of the two, but like he just yeah he needs to be on the field less. So because let's see, they play the Broncos this week, and I'm very curious to see if this continues. Keep him below fifty percent. Camp Curl was at a hundred. Remember we started the season. Camp Curl was below fifty. Uh, Lana Collins was at a hundred. And they were horrible. Um, now I'm going to count to three, and when I say three, let's each say who is the best. Who is the best defensive back right now, or playing the best? Which defensive back is playing the best on the team right now? Okay, one, two, three. Ben Saint Juice. Saint Juice. I knew you were going to go there, but Saint I mean, you mean corner or? I mean, yeah. Corner, yeah, let's yeah, we'll say corner, corner, I, yeah, DB corner. overall, really, honestly, DB overall, safety and corner. Pro. Okay, okay, but, I am. Uh, I'm not G's sure. I, close second. Yeah, I'm I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Even the PI that he had, to me, that for okay, so on that play, he maybe could have had an interception yeah, he if did. he just goes and gets like he really did not have to touch Devonte Adams at all. Now, I don't like that they called that P.I. and then didn't call P.I. on Ricky Seals-Jones mm-hmm. back yeah, in the end. On the other, to me, that's inconsistent because really ne- either both affected the play or neither affected the play. But, I mean, he was there. He got up there. I mean, he was looking back for the ball and everything. He just, you know, he just didn't play to make the, the pick. But he was there. The one to Randall Cobb, he was right there. His hand was an inch yeah. or two away from not, you know, being in there to, to deflect that ball. And those are two good receivers playing. I, I think all year. I don't like. I never expect really great performance from a rookie cornerback. If you just if you're just not getting burned and you're making tackles and you're you maybe get if you're getting picked on by Devonte Adams, but you're there, 
that's a win in my book. Yeah. And Ben St. Juice has just clearly not looked nearly as bad as Kendall Fuller or William Jackson to this point of the season. Like he has, he has absolutely been their most consistent cornerback for for sure. sure. For sure. So I'm, I'm, that's exciting. Yeah. And and it goes around with that, that third round pick, but hopefully with Diami, he can, he can, he can get healthy and this bye week coming up and hopefully get Cam Sims back this week. And, Curtis Samuel, maybe, maybe they hold out Curtis Samuel to after the bye week or something. I don't know what's going on, but they need some more receivers. I did not, absolutely did not like that wheel route or Texas route to um, Adam Humphreys in end zone. Oh, the one that he got picked on? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Even, sure. <laughs> I just think to go back to that, but that was just one thing that really bothered me, you know, because he's not a number one receiver. He's like, Maybe five ten, not, maybe not really, five but, five ten, five nine, five eight. Yeah, right. Like you don't. Yeah, no, I agree. Ball. That's a, that's a Cam Sims, Gandy Golden or Terry. That's a yeah, I agree with you. And it was a bad throw. It was behind. It was no. I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't like that anyways. throw to Adam Humphries. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I love the linebacker play. Yeah, uh, I was, was going to go next. Starting, right? to, starting to settle down and. Uh, Jamin Davis, he looked good. He looked good for the most part. I was he's attacking, the, man. Oh man, the 49ers game last night against the mm-hmm. Colts. And yeah. Darius Leonard, man. Oh my goodness. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Oh, so good. And I'm just like, yeah. Out of Jamin, I'm just like, man, like make a big Darius difference. Closing. Oh my goodness. That was yeah. a good linebacker play between him and Warner last night. And I'm just like, man, we just need one of these guys, you know. So yeah. uh, I think Jamin did well in the defensive line. They played great for the most first part. half they were controlling the game yeah yeah talking about jamin davis uh again he's playing now almost all the snaps that's mainly i guess because bostic is hurt now i mean we've been saying for a number of weeks we prefer someone if someone if a linebacker is going to make mistakes i'd rather be the rookie than the vet right. uh the defense has honestly i they've they've played two of their best games since bostic has gotten hurt they again they have not been great at all they haven't been world beaters but there has not been a drop-off from losing john bostic so, and and I maybe this is from Jamin just kind of now that Bostic's hurt and he's just thrust into it. There is a clear difference in his play in, in terms of how he is attacking now versus the first five games of the season. Because he is going now. He is just, he's using his speed and athleticism and he's going. And like I said last week when we recorded, I'd rather him attack and attack within his responsibility and be wrong than hesitate on every play. Because if you keep attacking, you're going to be right. You're going to be wrong. If you hesitate, you just be wrong every time. And, like, he gave up the touchdown to, to Tom. Like, he had a very good run stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it just came in and just destroyed it. He, he had a, a couple other plays where he, where he was just, you know, he was just around the ball. He was just getting to the ball fast. He gave up the touchdown to Tanyan. And, I mean, he's a rookie. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm not mad about that. The right. same way I wouldn't be mad at, at St. Juice getting beat. He's a rookie. Right. But I like that he is like actually attacking the ball. And now those are probably because Cosme has obviously been solid. Deami Brown, he needs to get healthy. And I I don't know how much he's going to get the ball as long as Heineke's a starter, like yeah. especially downfield. But uh, but Cosme, I'm sorry, but Jamin Davis and, and St. Juice are the two I'm really I'm really looking at now. 
Right. Because like we all want Deami Brown to pan out. But even if he doesn't, if you hit on Jamin Davis and Sam Cosme and uh, St. Juiced, you know, they're wide receivers every year. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm much honestly wide receiver is the least of my concerns in terms of acquiring talent as opposed to linebacker, offensive line and cornerback. Mm-hmm. Between the four of them, I'd probably pick the, the first three to, to hit uh, over De'Ami Brown. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I think it comes down to quarterback next year. He may hit next year. You know, whenever we get a quarterback, right. you may see some more stuff for De- for De'Ami Brown. So um, that's just what it is, man. I, I just um, I think you definitely you can hit on Jamin. I think by the end of the year, you'll look at Jamin going into the next year like, OK, we got middle linebacker sealed linebacker spot. We, we still need a couple linebackers. I think we need to draft a running back. Um, we need to I agree. We need to put some pressure on Gibson. Um, he's getting, I think he's getting too content. I think that uh, yeah. they need to, I would, I would honestly hold him out until after, till, till the Bucks are after the Bucks game and just let him chill. The dude is, he, he's playing hurt and it's, it's hurting our ability to be more explosive because he's still yeah. getting his six yards, but that's it. He's not getting more than six. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, look, I'm with you. Right another guy. You need to start looking at another guy. But um, overall, I think the defense played really, really well. Um, I think special teams, they, they played well. You know, Tim Settle got a block, huge block. He got a block. There was that one almost blocked punt, and I was very impressed, which I, that would have been great if they would have blocked it. But I was very impressed with how they didn't destroy the punter because I was like, oh, here we go. I thought the punter was getting crushed, and then Apke hit your boy. And uh, I couldn't tell who their player was. They both somehow at the last second just they they got out of the way. Like, okay, that was impressive because that's what you got to do there. If you don't get the block, don't touch the punt. That was impressive. Apke is a special team ace. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> but, Offensively, I'm gonna give them a grade of like a, a C, uh, D plus C. I think they moved the ball very well. Man, I loved how creative uh, Scott got with those two back-to-back reverses. Yeah, back-to-back. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he fumbled in the next one. Yes, That's the next one he cool, just kind of... So. Let's talk about Scott Turner for a sec because Scott, like people, offensive coordinators, and well, just, I guess both of the coordinator positions are two of the most heavily scrutinized after or maybe more than the head coach sometimes. And people really are either, you know, pe- some people really hate on Scott. Now, I have some problems with Scott Turner in terms of my, my biggest biggest two problems are probably his his package for goal to go inside the five yard line i don't it just seems to always be very chaotic it seems to be a lot of the same i mean like lots of teams use these concepts so it's not it's not using them but it's like it seems like there's that's it like just little texas routes just stick sometimes i think he doesn't run the ball you know we're at the five or so when he should that's easy to critique after the you know after these situations but just in general i the, the amount of success they have, and that includes two-point conversions inside the five, I just, you know. And it's and then a, a lot of it tends, some seems to be off schedule, which, again, happens all over the league. But there's I, other teams just seem to get inside the five and manage to scheme a guy wide open, and Washington mm-hmm. just seems to never be able to, mm-hmm. to really do that. And then um, I just still think he gets carried away with, with running on second and long pretty often. Mm-hmm. But I... Aside from the fact that Scott Turner has, you know, had to call games for what four or five starting quarterbacks now in like 
20, 21, 22 games. Like the mistakes that existed that led to them failing to score points this week, you can't, you just can't put on Scott Turner. And for me, that's a theme throughout the season. Guys get open, opportunities exist, and the players fail to execute. And so by no means has Scott Turner been perfect, but I don't expect perfection from him. I expect him to just have much more, have a lot more good calls than bad calls and the players to execute pretty consistently on the good ones. And what we're getting is, I think, from Scott Turner, a lot more good ones than bad ones, and then the players are not executing on the good ones as much as they need to. And it makes Scott Turner look bad. Because it's not his fault that Heineke uh, didn't get in the end zone, that Terry McLaurin dropped a ball, that Heineke threw to Seals Jones instead of the other options he had, didn't get the QB sneak, didn't get the fourth and three. You know, like... Even the situations where I didn't love a play call one way or the other, it's just it's just very easy to critique after the yeah. fact, and you know, but but I think just so much more tends to come down to execution than his play. I like Scott Turner as the offensive coordinator. Like I, I'm not out on him, and I really just want to see him with a good quarterback because I think he really could produce a good offense. Yeah, I was going I was going to say that last thing. Uh, like you just said that I, I'm not judging I'm not judging him until he gets a quarterback and uh, right. I think that's fair and uh, you think of the guys who he's had to uh, coach and the offenses that he's I mean the, the game plans that he's came up with I think have been pretty well yeah he, he he doesn't run it as much as we as we like but you know a lot of those plays can be made with the quarterback whether it's a smart check down or, or you get those four or five yards here and there and and when he does run, I mean, Gibson is just. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Those runs are not being maximized. Exactly. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that like there, I think I still think he can be better, but I also feel like with, if he had a stud quarterback, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone would be complaining about Scott Turner. Honestly, I, I think, <laughs> I think he can be good. And I mean, like Logan Paulson was on somebody's show and said that Scott Turner like primarily runs three concepts. And you do see a lot of like, these are, again, these are concepts all NFL teams run, but you saying that like, that's really all he runs. But my question on that is you, it's like a chicken or the egg. You just don't know if he's calling what he's calling because of the quarterback that he has. And I just, I am inclined to believe that that is the case because I do think Scott Turner knows Heineke knows what he does well and knows his limitations. I just, that's just a belief, and it could be right or wrong in that. But I just think that Scott Turner with a with a Justin Herbert, for example, is the playbook would be more dynamic. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion, but I really do believe that it's a like it's a downfield passing system, like at its at its core, that yeah. lacks the pieces to be that right now. Right. Um. So then, let's just last. Uh. Like going to this off season, and I mean, to, I mean, realistically, they're probably not making the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. just based on the odds. So, like, ideally, they are in position to get a a, a quarterback. Um, for me, that's in the draft all the way. I really just I I don't want anyone else. I won't be mad at a Rodgers, at a Carr, or Wilson, but I just really why can't every team get a rookie quarterback but us? I just I want us to get our quarterback, not somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they need a quarterback. But so they draft a rookie next year. You draft a rookie and you're kind of omitting like that that year, the expectations can't be super high because it's a rookie quarterback. I mean, if they draft a rookie this year, again, 
expectation shouldn't be too high. It's like if they draft a rookie quarterback, what's the clock on Rivera? How much time does he have? What do you need to see next year and then the year after from him and from the team and from the rookie quarterback to, you know, to say if we're training in the right direction or it's time to pull the plug on the whole operation? Uh, I just need to see the defense continue to progress. Defense is there. And you continue to draft good talent. I think I think you'll be okay. Um, I don't expect two one season next year with the quarterback because of what yeah. we have in place. I and think because you'll soft- have another off season of adding talent. Exactly, and you have the soft you have a softer schedule uh, yeah. to play, right? Um, <laughs> as opposed to what we had this year, AFC West, golly. <laughs> so, um, I think we play the Dolphins division next year. Dolphins, Jags, Texans. I haven't checked. I haven't checked. I'll uh, I'll give. I'll look while you're talking. Um, if that's the case, then um, I I would expect middle average season next year. Within the following year, um, taking that taking those heights to the to the next next uh, consistent playoff. Um, they play uh, AFC South. So, like South. we said, and NFC North. Okay, so yeah, so Bears and um, Bears, Vikings, Lions, Packers, and then uh, Texans, Titans, Colts, uh, Texans, Titans, Colts, Jags. Jags. That's a that's a different schedule. <laughs> that's yeah, a pretty totally that's different. a pretty major totally difference. Yeah, division. So so yeah, I mean, then you're looking at maybe ten wins next year if you're looking at something like that. Considering you have a quarterback, offensive line is great. You'll probably get your left tackle next year with Leno gone. You'll probably draft one. Um, right tackle, offensive line is great. Yeah, uh, the offensive so line is not a problem right now. They're the they're the yeah, best thing about the year so far. Yeah, yeah, and that's encouraging. So I think next year, ideally, I'm looking at 10, 10 wins. Considering they get the guy that they need at quarterback, like if it's a picket, how corral, I mean they're gonna have they're gonna have a chance to get their guy this year, I believe, and um, I don't think they're far off. I just think this year needed to happen because of the simple fact that they don't have a quarterback, and it gives yeah. the defense it gives the defense a wake up call. Like, look, you're not as good as you think you are. Right, you're to come in next season hungry so and I, and and it's hard for teams to come back with defenses top 10 year in yeah. year or number one yeah. defense now granted baltimore has done it steelers you know, steelers have been doing it for 20 years there you know rare, i mean you know but that's yeah. rare you know so yeah so yeah that's that's how I, feel. I think i think next year it should be competing for wild card and with the rookie with the right rookie with the rookie with the and that's right the thing so we talk about how long it takes to develop a quarterback. Like it can obviously still take some time, but nowadays the good ones are showing that they are good early, mm-hmm. like, so like Herbert, like year. Kyler, like um, Burrow. Burrow, like Deshaun Watson, like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, even even Baker. Baker was was you know pretty good his rookie year, um, mm-hmm. and then has kind of leveled out some. But uh, I mean, even Lamar. Was has been dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. since pretty early on. Josh Allen, you know, was was a development guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He showed flashes, but basically, what I'm saying is like, 
the three-year development for for rookie quarterbacks is not really a thing anymore. Like you will know pretty quickly, in my opinion. Like I look at Tua right now, and there's still Tua fans, and there's a lot of situation. But do you expect him to take a major leap? Is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? I'd say no. So, yeah, if you get the right guy, mm-hmm. and then you just again have another year to build the roster and to add to replace some of these defensive guys who are struggling uh, to add more offensive talent because you you really do need to add more offensive talent still then like for me by all means let's try to get back to let's try to get to seven to ten wins let's let's aim for a wild card if you're at least at the end of that season contending with your rookie quarterback you know, there's this talk of the last five six weeks where you you can win some games and, and sneak your way into the playoffs I'm good with that because then after that you have another year where now you've got the quarterback, you got the right one. You have another off season to continue to build again. Uh, and then, <clears throat> I mean, if you get it wrong and you, I can, if they get it wrong, if they, if they draft a quarterback and it's the wrong pick and he's a bust, but the team is built well and the team is having success aside from the quarterback, but they still need to dress quarterback. I can forgive that because mm-hmm. I can forgive just you know whiffing on a young quarterback if they fail to build the team in four years that's unacceptable that's when you really gotta like move on because four years is more than enough time to build up a roster but just you gotta get the quarterback so yeah that's kind of that's that's where i am at i wouldn't like my expectations for next year would be similar to this year which was eight nine seven to nine or so but like, if things start going south, I'd say, hey, let's just try to turn it around. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. rooting for you. The only time I'm ever rooting for a losses or fine with a down season is if is as long as they don't have a quarterback. Right. And then this is the last thing I'll say. 2019, uh, 2019, uh, no, 2020. Sorry, Washington was three and thirteen. The Bengals were one and fifteen. They draft Joe Burrow. They have another down year. They draft Jamar Chase. And now they are beating the Ravens in ways that the Ravens would beat us. Okay. Jamar Chase might be the is he's on pace to have the best season of, of a rookie receiver ever. So he has he's on pace to have over seventeen hundred yards. Jamar Jamar Chase. They they were they they got and then the, the Bengals were not they with Andy Dalton, they went to the playoffs four straight years. Mm-hmm. And they got down bad. They got Joe Burrow, who was good, who you knew would be good. They they improved their defense, their defensive line especially. They but they had they weren't there yet. They still have to have another bad year, especially with Burrow getting hurt. They got a really good offensive weapon, and now they're at the top of their division, which has been one of the best divisions in the NFL for yeah. a while now, and that probably is the best with the Browns and with the with the Steelers and the Ravens, and now them, and they're five and two. They look totally different from Washington, which was the second worst team in 2020. They've got their quarterback. They've got a really good receiver. Washington does have a really good receiver, but they are far away from having a Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. That's why I say it can pay to lose sometimes. Yep. Yep. And and that's where I'm at right now. I think think you have to go all out. That's it. You you have to find that guy, and you have to get the guy you want. If, If I'm Ron... And I'm Herney, and I'm Mayhew. I'm, I'm asking Scott, who do you want? And right. um, we can go from there. You can develop these guys and still lose. And, I mean, 
that's it. But just see what you got. Let's develop them so that next year they'll be ready to roll. I mean, I, I, right. I just don't. Year two, I'm not. This is this is year two of a rebuild. Yeah. Throw out the division title and seven wins last year. This is year two of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. So they do need to show improvement. Players do need to show improvement. But yeah, without a you can't rebuild without a quarterback. Like you, exactly. like you, you have a ceiling without a quarterback. So mm-hmm. that's probably 60 percent of the rebuild is that. Mm-hmm. So all right. Anyway, uh, just enjoying the football season. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> watching watching and enjoying can't let can't let washington ruin the whole season waiting like nine months for it so <laughs> uh thanks as always for watching or listening uh however you uh consume this content so we appreciate your support this is todd this is tay we're out When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.